Baby, I'm a gangster too, and it takes me to tango. You don't wanna mess with me, mess with me. Baby, I'm a gangster too. <laughs> Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Don't fuck with me, fellas! This ain't my first time at the rodeo. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me for the third installment of the Jim Carrey miniseries. As the title suggests, today we're headed for a dramatic twist. How dramatic? Well, Truman Show dramatic. Jim is known for more than just his comedy. And in a profound way, The Truman Show is one of the most iconic movies of all time. In the Flat Earth world, the Matrix world, and that is for a reason. Today, we are taking a look at some of Jim's more serious roles and maybe a few others as well. Now, don't forget to check into room 237 to finish this episode. And I did want to mention before we jump into this episode that the Truman Show came out from Paramount and so did Bruce Almighty, I want to say. So there are some interesting connections there that I didn't realize until after I had completed recording this series. Paramount. That's so interesting that they would have come out with the Truman Show. Something to think about. But now, I hope you're enjoying your September. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right in to part three. Here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. (laughs) Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another hour of power. This is TV prayer. My name is the Reverend Ed Cash. Cash money, y'all. And I'm Reverend Dr. Carl Pavos. And we're going to double-team your faith today. Praise the Lord. That's right. We're going to reach down into your soul and get you in the mood. We're going to get you excited. We're going to make you feel good. I'm telling you, if all I had was a clock in my pants, it would be high noon right now. Well, I think you need to keep that time to yourself, Reverend. I that. No, today's lesson is about tithing. That's right. Now, I know we've talked about giving of 10% of your earnings. We talked about that last week. 
and the week before. And we're gonna keep talking about it till y'all get it right. We never get tired of that subject because the Lord says you must store up treasures in heaven and not on earth. That's right. That's why there's a hole in the ozone layer now. Because y'all being tardy with your payments. That's right. Now, some of you, some of you been trying to skate by on five and six percent. Nice try, but you cannot fool the Lord. Nah. I'm going to read off some names right now, and I want you to stand up when you hear your name. Raymond Gary. Up on your feet. Dorothy Bell. Rise and shine. Joe Wilson. No, Joe. Now, your checks have bounced. Get out. I rebuke you. Get out and take your fat wife with you. Go on. Get on out of here. That's a sin. That's an unforgivable sin. I can feel the sin in this room tonight. Uh, it is that temptation that would make a woman sell her body for upwards of $40, even though she wanted it as much as I did. Oh. <laughs> is trying to say is that we've all sinned. Not like me. Well, we ain't all freakazoids like you, but we've all sinned. You see, that's why you're here today. But that's okay, see, because the Lord forgives. He's forgiven me and will forgive you too. I know because I've talked to the Lord. And the Lord's in to tell you how. I got the spirit. I feel like healing. Yes, and I have a candidate like right here, Reverend, sitting right in front of us. Come on up here, son. What is your affliction, brother? I, I, I can't move my leg. You can't move your leg. Well, let me get the spirit. Let me put my hand on it. I think I feel it. Oh, here it is. This is what's been holding you down. This wall has been holding you down, brother. You are healed. Get on out of here. Oh. Praise the Lord. The spirit has been lifted. <laughs> Now you've seen the Lord in effect. You have seen it. You've witnessed the Lord's spirit. You were there. Now it's time to pay the Lord. Pay him all. Pay that man his money. Now while I collect the offerings, Brother Pathos here will lead us in a song. Brother Pathos. I think I saw him on the hill the other day. I think I saw him when I watched the children play. But when I opened up my voice to sing in praise, he ran away, ran away, fall away. My singing made sweet Jesus run away. I did not have to wait for judgment. One dollar. What's this? One dollar. No, no, we tried to do it the Lord's way. Now we're going to do it the good old 125th Street 7th Avenue. Give up the money now. Pay the Lord. You wanted heaven, now reach for it. All right. We are back again for the third installment of Jim Carrey. Now, as I hinted around in the previous episode, we are kicking it off with a bang in part three. We're starting right out with The Truman Show. Now, this is a conspiracy theorist wet dream kind of a movie, right? 
The Truman Show is, of course, a 1998 American satirical science fiction psychological comedy drama film. Yeah. And, of course, it stars Jim Carrey as Truman Burbank, a man who grew up living an ordinary life that, unbeknownst to him, takes place on a large set populated by actors for a television show about him. Truman Burbank lives a perfect life. Good morning! Has a perfect job. No way to guard against that kind of thing. In a perfect town. All within a perfect world. Look at that sunset, Truman. It's perfect. He's never wondered why. Until now. Things have been happening. On the elevator, there was no there was no backing on it. I, I looked out, there was people there, and the, the, on the radio, on the way to work, starts like following me along, talking about everything that I'm doing. Feels like the whole world revolves around me somehow. Cue the sun. We've become bored with watching actors give us phony emotions. Tired of pyrotechnics and special effects. Are you listening to the word I'm saying? Maybe I'm losing my mind. While the world he inhabits is in some respects counterfeit. Who are you talking to? There's nothing fake. Tell me what's happening! No scripts. No coupon. You're gonna have to kill me! The film was a financial success and earned numerous nominations at the 71st Academy Awards, 56 Golden Globe Awards, 52nd British Academy Film Awards, and 25th, you guessed it, Saturn Awards. But so, The Truman Show has been analyzed and an exploration of simulated reality, existentialism, surveillance, religion, metaphysiology, privacy, and reality television have been ways to describe this film. It's also been described as genre-bending and featuring elements of dystopian fiction, metafiction, psychological drama, romantic comedy, satire, and social science fiction. And in a way, yes to all, right? It really is all those things. But so let's break it down. Selected from birth following an unwanted pregnancy... Truman Burbank is the unsuspecting star of The Truman Show, a reality television program filmed 24-7 throughout thousands of hidden cameras and broadcast worldwide. Christoph, the show's creator and executive producer, seeks to capture Truman's 
authentic emotions and give audiences a relatable everyman. Truman has been the star of the show since he was born, and the studio officially adopted him. You remember what I told you about JonBenet Ramsey and why her parents never got a death certificate? Because you can be bought. Don't think for a second that you can't. So, Truman's hometown, Sea Haven Island, is a set inside an enormous dome populated by crew members and actors who advertise products to Truman and the audience to generate revenue. The elaborate set allows Kristoff to control almost every aspect of Truman's life, including the weather. To prevent Truman from discovering the truth, Kristoff orchestrates scenarios that curtail his desire for exploration, such as the quote-unquote death of his father in a sea storm, to instill fear of the water, and constantly broadcast messages about the dangers of traveling and the virtues of staying home. Now, during his college years, Truman originally written to fall in love and marry co-student Merrill falls for Sylvia, who is an extra. Although Sylvia is removed from the show before she can disclose the truth to Truman, he continues to secretly dream of a life with her outside of his marriage to Merrill in hopes to travel to Fiji, where he is led to believe Sylvia's family moved. In the real world, though, Sylvia joins the Free Truman Group, which was an activist group that aimed to cancel the show and have Truman released. And as the show approaches its 30th anniversary, Truman begins to notice unusual occurrences around him, such as a spotlight falling from the sky, a radio channel precisely describing his movements, and the reappearance of his father, who is rushed away by crew members before Truman can confront him. And then Truman begins questioning his life and realizes that the city somehow revolves around him. One day, Truman takes Merrill on a surprise road trip, but increasingly implausible emergencies block their way, culminating in Truman suffering a nervous breakdown when a police officer addresses him by name. At home, when Merrill attempts to advertise a product, Truman deduces that she is involved in the conspiracy, quote-unquote, and holds her at knife point, demanding answers. She breaks character to call for help and is taken off the show. Hoping to bring Truman back to a controllable state, Kristoff reintroduces his father properly under the guise of him having developed amnesia after the boating accident. The show regains its ratings and Truman seems to return to his normal everyday routines in The Matrix, right? Though he begins sleeping in his basement. One night, Truman secretly disappears through a makeshift tunnel in his basement. Kristoff temporarily suspends the broadcast for the first time in its history and record numbers tune in. Kristoff orders a citywide search for Truman soon forced to break the production's day-night cycle to optimize the search. Truman is discovered sailing away from Sea Haven, having conquered his fear of water. 
Kristoff resumes the transmission and creates a violent storm in an attempt to capsize Truman's boat. Truman nearly drowns, but his spirit remains unbroken, and he continues to sail until his boat strikes the wall of the dome. Initially horrified, Truman turns around and discovers a staircase leading to an exit door. As he contemplates leaving, Kristoff speaks to him directly through a speaker system, encouraging him to stay by claiming that there is no more truth in the real world than his artificial one. You can speak. I can hear you. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. Then who am I? You're the star. Was nothing real? You were real. That's what made you so good to watch. Listen to me, Truman. There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Same lies. The same deceit. But in my world, you have nothing to fear. I know you better than you know yourself. You never had a camera in my head. You're afraid. Why you can't leave? It's okay, Truman. I understand. I have been watching you your whole life. I was watching when you were born. I was watching when you took your first step. watched you on your first day of school. <laughs> the episode when you lost your first tooth. <laughs> you can't leave, Truman. Please, God. You belong here. Say something, goddammit! You're on television! You're live to the whole world! In case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah. After a moment of reflection, Truman utters 
the infamous catchphrase, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, bows to his audience and exits. Viewers around the world celebrate Truman's escape, and Sylvia races to greet him. Kristoff's supervisors end the program on a shot of the open exit door. And that is a little recap of The Truman Show for those who have never had the pleasure of watching it for themselves. This is the grand poobah of all conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, we're just getting to the good part. Head on over to the Cosmic Peach Patreon and make your reservation to enjoy the rest of this episode. The subscription is called Room 237. What's in Room 237? Thanks for asking, Danny. Let me show you something. Room 237 is an all-inclusive resort, if you will. There's no levels to this shit. If you subscribe, you get it all. Bonus content, extended versions of episodes, horror movie breakdowns and commentary, early access to all episodes, sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, video episodes, and whatever else I'm in the mood for. There are plenty of amenities to enjoy while checked in to room 237. Take a trip up the Sidewinder and stay a while. Check out anytime. But don't forget to stop by from time to time and visit your favorite caretaker. Get lost in the maze or binge 15 episodes and have a nervous breakdown. Whatever floats your boat. Thank you in advance for supporting the show and I can't wait to see you over there. Thank <laughs> you.